don't want to appear arrogant and I definitely don't want people to think I'm bragging. And sometimes when I talk to myself nicely, it feels really weird because I'm not used to it. Okay, if that sounds like you, this episode is the one for you. We're going to be talking about self-esteem and whether it's possible to overdose from too much of it. Enjoy this week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to you all after what feels for me like a hiatus because I took some time off and I batch recorded my last couple of months podcast episodes. So it does feel like a while for me. And if it feels like a little while for you or like you're getting back into a routine, for example, any UK parents, I know that school is starting probably when you're listening to this episode today or yesterday. I know that for parents in the US and teachers in the US and and around the world, we've been back in school for a while. I know that my own kids have been back in school for what feels like a month. It's not quite that long, but it's, um, it's definitely a lot longer than in the UK. And I hope any of you who managed to take some time off over the summer had an incredible time. If you're in Australia, if you managed to take some time off over the winter, I hope that was also awesome. And anyway, I'm just really glad to be back and I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm going to be tapping into one of the most fundamental parts of our being as humans, our very nature and everything that comes off that in terms of mindset work, in terms of psychology, in terms of definitely in terms of positive psychology and the coaching that I do. And it's a topic that I've talked about in episodes before. It's a topic that I talk about heavily with my clients and in the corporate workshops and coaching programs that I do and the things that I present to my clients. But I don't believe I've ever done an episode dedicated to the subject and I really needed to rectify that. And the subject that I'm talking about today is self-esteem. More specifically, I want to talk about that from the angle of can we ever have too much self-esteem? And I'll come to that later on. But before I do so, I want to really talk about why self-esteem is so fundamental to the work that I do, why it is really the reason I fell in love with this line of work and why I realized I had to uh, get really, really stuck in. So as ever, when I tackle topics like this, I do like to do a bit of a essay writing style introduction where I talk about what I mean by self-esteem, because I think it's really important that we have some sort of structure and framing of the discussion before I go into uh, the, the nuances of what it is I want to cover today. But it's really interesting, particularly in the case of self-esteem. And, and I want to tell you about my own journey with the concept of self-esteem. And, and it might ring true for you. I know it's rung true for others that I've spoken to in the past and they've, they've had a very similar experience with the concept of self-esteem. So if we look for a kind of standardized definition of what we mean by self-esteem, there's several different versions. But the crux of the matter is self-esteem is about how you perceive and think of yourself and how you feel about your own 
value your own abilities, your own limitations and your own self-worth. And thereby hangs a tail because for me, when I discovered that that was what self-esteem was about and that self-esteem is so fundamental to our well-being, is so fundamental to our success and is so fundamental to getting what we want out of life, I was actually shocked. (laughs) And that might sound silly, that might sound bonkers. But the reason being is I recognized suddenly about that importance of what we think above all of the noise, all of the external influences, and all of the trappings of what I think I had always, for my life to this point, I was 30 odd years old by this point, uh, I'd got confused with self-esteem. I thought self-esteem was about what you achieved, about what others thought of you, about the prizes and the badges and the grades that you gained, the, the trappings really, like I said before. And when I recognized and heard and had that lightning bolt realization that self-esteem is from within, it's from you, I was amazed, I was incredulous and I was so, so excited to think about that and to think about the power that that has for all of us. And that power, what's really amazing about self-esteem when we get a handle on it, when we start to dig in, when we give ourselves a moment to think about self-esteem is that we can recognize that there's a part that we play, actually, that we are the part (laughs) for our self-esteem and that we get to get in there into the workings of our self-esteem, into the workings of how we perceive ourselves, our limitations, our successes, our moments of genius, our moments of difficulty. And we get to recognize that, work with that and change it. So when I recognized that self-esteem wasn't about the A-level grades, it wasn't about the university grades or the promotions that I'd received, all of the things that I definitely chased until that point. It was such a release and a relief because it meant that actually now I could manage my own self-esteem. I could look for those things that were doing, uh, that I was doing well. I could look for those things that I rated about myself and I didn't need anyone else to tell me otherwise. I know that I struggled as well in terms of going from the academic world, I spent a long time in the academic world, into the world of work, because you don't get those gold stars, and Gretchen Rubin is a big one to talk about the gold stars, but you don't get them. And no one's gonna give you a gold star for showing up every day, for working hard, for being a good person, but that doesn't mean those things are not valid. And when we recognize that we get to add and change and construct our own self-esteem, we can bring all those small victories and those mini successes and those, those wins into our view again so that we can recognize them, so that we can fill our mindset with things which help us grow, which build us up, which give us confidence. So self-esteem for me is an absolutely fundamental part of managing your mindset, of having that healthy, growth-oriented, progressive mindset that really gives you 
that ability to shift your self-identity from where you were before, where maybe you felt not good enough, maybe you felt like an imposter, maybe you felt that you were comparing with others into a space where you can really recognize that you have got this, you are capable and you can build yourself up. And it's a tool that you can tap into once you you start using that tool, once you start filling your self-esteem cup, you can tap into it at any time of the night or day. You can tap into it for any activity or goal that you want to achieve. And that is really magic um, and really a key part of how I like to empower my clients and empower people who listen to the podcast and who come along to workshops that I run. And that really brings me to where self-esteem is within my coaching and within my work. And anyone who's worked with me will know that I give you exercises, I give you ideas, I give you insights about how to build your self-esteem, how to make that absolutely rock solid so that you can push forward with your goals and look at yourself through an entirely different lens. That is not dependent on anyone else. And when I coach my clients through the self-identity shift, when we talk about those tenets of how we can move, how we see ourselves from, you know, seeing ourselves as a four out of 10 to seeing ourselves as an eight or nine out of 10 or beyond, self-esteem is absolutely at the fore. It's up there with keeping that inner voice in check. It's up there with removing those shackles of worrying what other people think. And it's so interlinked with that one as well. And I think that brings me really nicely to the topic for today's episode. I know I've done a bit of a preamble about self-esteem, but it is such a huge area that I wanted to start with that and do it thoroughly. So the The question of today's episode is, can we overdose on self-esteem? Can we become so floating and so joyous in our own esteem of ourselves that actually it starts to work against us, that maybe we become arrogant, maybe we become non-reflective, maybe we become the kind of people we don't want to be around. And I'm going to talk through in this episode how that's absolutely not the case. And firstly, I think one of the reasons that we have that fear is that we link high self-esteem in our society for right or wrong. We link it with arrogance. We link it with self-arrogance instead of self-esteem, or we link it with bigging ourselves up too much. And it's so interesting because in the past couple of weeks, I've had two separate women apologize to me for bragging, apologize for talking about their skills and they were in a very very safe environment they were talking to me (laughs) they know that I love this stuff but both of these women felt that they needed to apologize or or put some question marks around whether or not they should really be talking about themselves in these positive ways this is a worry of so many female founders of so many female entrepreneurs so many top female talent come to me with the same worry that they don't want to be perceived as being too much, too arrogant, too full of themselves. And they almost question sometimes. I had a lovely client who once said to me, am I being too nice to myself? Am I going to find that this gets me unstuck? Am I going to find that it pushes success away from me? That people block my success perhaps because they think I've got too high a self-esteem. 
And I always want to reassure those women, and it usually is women, but it has happened in the past with men too, that if you're questioning this, if you're worrying about this, if you're reflecting on how you present, you are not a narcissist. You are not having those arrogant tendencies. You are not coming from a place of insecurity when you big yourself up. And that's the real difference. When you buoy up your self-esteem in an organic way, in a way that is healthy, in a way that is internal, if you remember the conversations we've had in other episodes, and I highly recommend the superpower episode in terms of that internal, external divide, and I will link to that in the show notes. If you come from that place, that internality, that sense of self-assessment, then you are going to find that your self-esteem is so different, so worlds apart from that sort of boasting or arrogance that can come from insecurity. And really, there is always something more you could be doing. You know, I'm against being a perfectionist, but there's always something more you could be doing as a woman in this world to make yourself feel more powerful, to make yourself feel better and to make your self-esteem even more bolstered. It is something that I still work on every day as someone who would describe themselves as having very high self-esteem. I still work on it. And one of the things that I talk about most with my clients is that repetition and that feeding your self-esteem and maintaining it is absolutely essential in terms of keeping your mindset robust healthy, resilient. But we always want to move beyond resilience, which is where making sure that self-esteem is cared for and is nurtured has even more of an importance. When we move beyond resilience and into a kind of flourishing state, we need to go into that feeling good about who we are. That is the foundation for great things, for things that you're doing, for things that you're trying to achieve, and also for how you act to those around you. This is very linked with self-compassion. And with self-compassion, I always say, when we're empathetic to ourselves, when we're compassionate to who we are and our own struggle, it is so much easier to give that compassion out to others. And self-esteem is is the same. When you come from a place of abundance in terms of your self-esteem, you're able to also build up those around you to really help and assist and be of service to others. You know, there's no clash between high self-esteem and servant leadership, for example. Those two concepts work really, really well together. So I hope that I've presented a really good case for you that you don't need to worry about overdosing on self-esteem. And if anything, I can almost guarantee (laughs) that adding some more self-esteem work into your own mindset diet is going to be a positive thing. It's going to be something that allows for more of everything good in your world. It also allows us to deflect from those around us who are not serving us. Um, It can help us move away from comparison. That's one side of that. But in terms of being able to say no to things, being able to have strong boundaries, being able to say yes to the right opportunities and to remove those unnecessary stressors from our life is what happens when you have a strong sense of self and a strong sense of self-esteem, when you you know that you're worth more than anything that is uh, in your 
orbit that is not helpful, that is not kind, that is not serving you or your greater mission. And I think for purpose-led business owners, it's even more important because your self-esteem needs to be buoyant because you're going to meet setbacks, you're going to meet difficulties, and you're going to have things come up against you that will test that self-esteem because you'll meet failure, you'll meet challenge, you'll meet imperfection. And when we have a robust sense of self-esteem, we are so much more able to adapt and let things uh, settle before overreacting, before catastrophizing, all those other mindset uh, gremlins that we've talked about on the podcast before. And I think one of the reasons for that is that when we have robust, maintained, flourishing self-esteem, when we know that we've got this, we've got the skills, we've got the abilities, we have an internal confidence in ourselves, we're able also to have greater clarity about the issue at hand because our ego isn't getting in the way. We're not worrying that someone's thinking badly of us, that we've presented ourselves in a terrible way. We've got a much more pragmatic and scientific view of who we are and what we're doing, which gives us that clarity about where the real issues are and can also give you the confidence to say, yeah, there was a mistake and I own it. Yeah, there was something more I could have done and I see that. Or no, I didn't go to the right person. I didn't ask for help. And and just being able to be more honest is a really good side effect of having high self-esteem because we're not trying to present ourselves in a way that is not authentic. We're not trying to kind of patch over what we perceive as the huge cracks are in our own abilities. When we have that robust self-esteem, we come at the world from a more authentic, a more honest and a more collaborative place where we can hold our hands up to failure. We can hold our hands up to difficulty because it's not going to rock the very sense that we have of who we are and what we're worth. So before I move on to the last segment of this episode, I want to bring up two ways that you can work with me. If you're listening in and you are a people manager or a head of people or head of HR or well-being for an organization, then do get in contact with me by sending me an email to lucy at lucyorton.com and we can set up a call to discuss the work that I'm doing in the next few months. One of the focuses is I'm doing lots of workshops and events for October Mental Health Awareness Month. If your organization at the beginning of September has not got anything booked in the diary, I still have a couple of slots, depending on what time zone you're in, to run one of my workshops and I can go through the options with you on the call. So do get in contact if that is relevant to you and your job and your role. If you're listening to this and you're one of my lovely purpose-led entrepreneurs and you've been wanting for a while to have one of those self-sabotage breakthrough calls, then do click on the link in the show notes. Let's get you booked in. And I look forward to talking you through the particular challenges that you're facing as a founder, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and how I can work with you and build that self-esteem as we've been talking about today so that you can really smash those goals in between now and the end of the year and into 2023. So for the final segment of this episode, I want to return to this question about self-esteem overdosing and how that is really not a thing. 
And in particular, why it's not a thing now. It's not a thing now in 2022, more than ever. (laughs) And there's so many reasons for this. And I think I'm going to need to do some follow-on episodes about self-esteem and some of these topics because they're so prevalent for us in the world right now. And so many of my gorgeous clients and the people that I work with, the people that are looking after people that they work with, are worried at the moment because we have so much on our plates lots of parts of the world are heading into a huge recession in the uk we have the cost of living crisis and in over in the states we have so many attacks on women's rights we've got the roe v wade uh, laws being reversed and it is frankly a terrifying time to be a woman we also have the war in the ukraine we have so much on our minds and giving us that low level of disquiet and anxiety and to me this is why we are at a time where overdosing on self-esteem really is not something we need to be worrying about if anything we need to make sure our mindset reserves are full our self-esteem is strong and we have almost an armory of good thinking, positive ways to frame how we perceive ourselves, to help us get through these difficult times, to help us thrive, to help us balance the the huge numbers of responsibilities each and every one of you I know is holding and is keeping in your minds at this present moment. So now is the time to do work on your self-esteem. Now is the time to make sure you are aware of your abilities to build that self-perception into a real shifted sense of who you are so that you get your awesome, so that you understand yourself as your friends would understand you, so that you can champion your own achievements as you would easily champion those of the people around you. I hope that this episode has really diminished any idea in your head that you need to be rationing the kindness with which you speak to yourself, that you need to be removing any of that good thinking because, you know, you don't want to be arrogant. Now is not the time. I promise you, you need to build yourself up. We need to have more thoughtful, kind, purpose-led, talented women out there in the world feeling good about themselves as a very basic requirement because only then can we really start to make those huge gains and huge impacts to everyone around us. Sure, you can get things done while still telling yourself you're crap and many, many women do. But the things you can achieve when you start from a basis of I've got this and I'm great is absolutely empowering and fantastic for everyone else around you and it will have a huge knock-on effect to the world at large. I hope you have enjoyed this month's episode. I will be back in very early October with the next episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Until then, I look forward to hearing from you in my emails and booking appointments and take care. Remember, you've got this, you're awesome and I am championing you and your purpose-led business always. Bye for now. 